Hey, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Restore Living Podcast. Wanted to give you a quick heads up. This is going to be a longer episode, uh, almost an hour, because as we got into the topic this week of canceling cancel culture, wow, it uh, it took us in a few different directions, but really just valuable insights. And again, opening up the conversation here about how does Jesus call the show call us to show up in this cultural moment? How does he call us to stand in uh, in culture and to be present with culture, but also to stand for truth and stand for what his word says. And uh, this is not a, a black and white conversation. There's a lot of gray area here, as you will see as we get into it. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up. There are some um, bigger topics that we talk about in here, some that uh, your kids may or may not be ready to discuss with you, and you may not be ready to discuss with them. So maybe listen ahead of time um, and use your own judgment at that. But we're just excited for what God's going to continue to do as we dive into these hard conversations. So with that, enjoy this week's episode of the Restore Living Podcast. Welcome to the Restored Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Josh and Jalen Harrell. We are a husband and wife who are passionate about partnering with people to rebuild, restore, and renew their life to the purpose God has for them. In 2018, God took our broken marriage and restored it to something beautiful. And we believe he wants to restore the parts of your life that seem broken too. Join with us as we talk openly, transparently about faith, health, marriage, sexuality, family, and everything in between. This This is is Restored Restored Living. Living. What's up, everybody? What up, you guys? Welcome back. We're to so the excited. Living podcast. Yep, we're your hosts, Josh and Jalen. Obviously, you already know that, but just in case you missed it the first time around, and or this is your ooh, first time listening to the podcast. Well, there's the intro, so they always hear it in the intro. Yeah. But these are our faces. Now you know who. Well, we are. if you're watching on Spotify <laughs> or if you're listening on Spotify, you're seeing our faces. If you're, on, if Apple. you're on Apple, get over on Spotify <laughs> and watch the videos. Uh, Not just to watch. Uh, I mean, we're pretty funny, but like. <laughs> <laughs> the humility in this room is abounding, y'all. Abounding. But there's something no. about yeah. like connecting. Well, eye don't to they eye. say you build more trust when you see people eye to eye? Truth. And like, if you've never had that experience before, you owe it to yourself to have the video experience. Yeah. I personally have been listening to more podcasts that are like on YouTube and um, Spotify. Yeah. And I like the video version. Yeah. Like I it's kind it. of fun it just to fun. be able to interact more with the people who are doing the podcast and you can see our faces see our facial expressions as yeah. we talk not just hear our voices yeah so, so there's that so housekeeping we housekeeping, always start with housekeeping yes. um well before we dive in we know we kind of are in this rhythm now where we're going to have a guest every couple weeks and then us and then a guest yep. and um the feedback we've been getting is oh. that it's been really great like people are really loving the different voices. And we're really loving, honestly, it's been really life-giving for us, just the couples that we've gotten to work with so far on this and yeah. just their stories. And they just, um, we often are very unified in our message, but the perspective that we share it from is different oftentimes mm-hmm. or the experiences. And so we hope that those are doing the same for you. Um, and if they are, please tell us. Yeah. Write a review about the podcast and what you enjoyed about a certain podcast that you listened to. Those reviews and those ratings, the subscribing, what that does is it allows people to see these stories and yeah. it allows people to, we don't make any money off of no. podcasts. Like we do this out of the goodness of our we hearts. We just enjoy it. Um, but we know that people need these stories and they need to go out in the world. And so the way that you can help us do that is by sharing on your stories on Instagram, tagging us in those stories, 
um, subscribing, rating, reviewing, yep. all of those pieces play into what people really are able to see this message of the gospel in a very real way. Yeah. And we also love to hear just what you're enjoying yeah. about the podcast and what you'd like to see more of. So please feel free to DM us at restored living Instagram, um, or you're more than welcome to try and find one of us. On I was going to say, something I don't know. Else, We're on but... Facebook too. Does anyone use Facebook? I don't know. It's kind of like the, the, the aged old out grandpa social media, but of social media. What are you going to do? Um, well, that was pretty much housekeeping. You just like this that... smooth transition. Yes. Um, Cause I'm smooth. You're so smooth like that. You're so smooth. That's how smooth. you, that's how you got me. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> actually I was a smooth one, but we'll talk about that another time. He was the um, smooth one. But other than that, you guys, honestly, uh, one of the biggest things too is just hearing from you guys, things that you want to hear about. And so mm -hmm. if you have topics that are on your heart that you're like, I don't really know what, uh, I don't know really what it looks like to follow Jesus in this part of my life. I don't know what restored living looks like yeah. in my marriage, in my health, in my parenting, in all these different areas. Um, let us know. Those are the topics that we love. Yeah. We love discussing because honestly, we're just, we're working about ourselves. Like we are not, we always say this, but we're not experts on really any of this. We are just two people who have walked through it and enjoy opening up the space for conversations about it because and, it's been helpful for us. And I feel like we're just very real. Like, <laughs> I hope you guys see that. We don't our, fluff our, it. Our sad little, well, it's not sad little. I love our Instagram, Restored Living, at Restored Living. Please go follow us there. But more importantly than that, engage in there, y'all. Like, if you are following us on Restored Living, we want to hear what it is that you want to see more of. Yeah. Um, I feel a little bit bad that we we've been, it's happened. been a little bit of, we're finding our rhythms, you know, we're like finding our new rhythms. year, new baby, Lots new things, of, um, you know, just personal update of us. It's just been quite the month of just random things happening yeah, just and life, life, life and, stuff, you know, life happens to all of us, but we hope that through our social media, you guys can kind of see the real Josh and Jalen. It's not a facade that we put up. We're real people with real kids and a, a real dog and living in a real Just like all y'all, you know, just um, doing life. And we hope that this inspires you to live your story out loud because your story needs to be shared. And maybe someday you'll be on a podcast with us telling us your story of restoration mm, and of hope. Yeah. I know we never really imagined that we would be in this place. But um, God took us here, yeah, against our will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. But we're we're so glad to be here. We've got our coffee in hand. Always. Uh, it's we live in Arizona. For those of you guys who don't know, so it's like a nice like eighty five today. No, it's not eighty five. No, high. Oh, it's gonna be high of ninety. Sorry, yeah, still. My bad. It's her favorite time of the year. It's actually our favorite time of the year. But all that aside, um, we we were talking this week just about. You know, we, we kind of every a couple of weeks ahead of time to start talking about what's been on our hearts. What do we feel like is happening in the world? What do we feel like we're seeing a lot of people talk about yeah. that needs space for conversation? Mm -hmm. um, because especially in the world we live in now, it's very easy for there to be these uh, these huge topics that very quickly become divisive and very little time is there room that's left for discussion or space for people to have. Uh, time to think or process or dialogue about things. And so one of the things that's come up and we're just gonna, I'm going to preface this with saying <laughs> a couple of things. One, um, we have our own feelings, our own beliefs about this topic. Uh, but the, the purpose of this episode is to create space. It's not to say that one choice is right or one choice is wrong, mm -hmm. um, because I don't really think that it is in this scenario. 
Um, so that's the first thing. Second, this is not about shaming anyone and their or their decisions, but it is about challenging all of us to be thoughtful about the choices that we're making and think down the line as far as what are what are going to be the ripples and the ramifications of our choices and are we really letting the spirit guide us in our decision making so i just wanted to make that super clear on the front end um but one of many the- <laughs> of you clicked on this podcast because you're like ooh, ooh canceling cancel culture canceling, cancel culture because isn't that a hot topic um but one but of the we things we did do that on purpose we did of course we gotta have we a great title do. But uh, but the topic this week really was kind of born out of um, a lot of the Just stuff. A, it's a car. It was a car conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a well, it was, was a car like, conversation. I have yeah. this idea for the podcast, and and it wasn't all my idea, but I think it, Josh was thinking about it, and yeah. then I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, we should do a, a topic on this thing that's happening in the world, right? And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, like, so what is the thing? <laughs> well, the thing, so all of like, there's a lot of political stuff happening right now. And I feel like many of us are very aware of- We're hyper aware. Hyper aware of what's going on with Disney and all sorts of different things. And so I was just having some real conversations with other moms about, you know, what are they doing with this new information that's coming into them? What do we do as Christ followers, um, <clears throat> you know? really thinking what are my own thoughts because i think first of all this is like a bonus for all y'all like we're gonna go to some hard topics and josh and i aren't afraid to go there we're gonna be real with you and we're gonna speak from the gospel of what does jesus say about this stuff happening in our world because we have to always see the world through the gospel lens and so when things in the world happen like politics and uh, different news articles that come out and different things. I always think it's really important to like take a step back and really think about what do I think about this via my lens and the things that matter to me, not just what is everybody else saying around me. And so this was kind of born out of one of those hard conversations that you have about what's going on in life in the world. And um, we wanted to just have a dialogue about it today. Yeah. So we, I mean, we have young kids, our boys are seven and five. And so we Disney plus uh, on this, on, it's just like a staple in our home. Like we watch <laughs> movies on it. Our kids watch shows on it. We obviously like, we have over the years become increasingly uh, uh, aware of our need to filter even children's movies, because mm-hmm. the reality is they're just some messages that we might not be ready to dialogue with our kids about yet. Not because the overall, the movie is terrible or anything. It's just, there's certain topics where it's like, okay, do we want to have that? Is it time to have that conversation? And is this the avenue in which we want to? Um, And then obviously everything, you know, with Disney plus over or Disney as a whole over the last several weeks, you've got um, huge divide instantly, like instantly there is, you have to fall on two sides of the party here. It kind of reminded me of, like it was like the election. Yeah, it, it just reminded me of 2020 and then all the mandates in 2021. Yeah. And we I just, was like, here we go again yeah. with another like divisive topic. Right. And it just it it split people up into these two camps where um, both again, both groups of people are saying the other group is wrong. They're both telling the other group that they're hateful, that they're manipulative, that they're bigots, that they're uh, a threat, all of these different things. And I'm not saying any of those feelings are invalid because I understand a lot of those things are feelings. Everyone's feelings about this are born out of, of their experiences. So I, I just, I want to be sensitive to that, not shame anyone's, you know, kind of picking a side. 
But we started really discussing, okay, for us, what do we feel like is the right decision for our family and for our kids, right? Because mm-hmm. it is, we do believe as parents, we are charged with um, the, the task of safeguarding our children and, and filtering what comes into our home based Bringing on them up in the way they should mm-hmm, go based exactly based on what they're ready to hear yep. uh, developmentally, mm-hmm. what they're ready to dialogue about, um, what is a, a healthy conversation to have versus maybe this isn't the time for that. And so this we're, is something that um, I want to just interrupt yeah, you here really quick, because this is something that is so much bigger than Disney plus. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to say that right now, this conversation is birthed out of something happening like that. But we've actually, ever since we started sharing our story more openly, because many of you guys know, and if you don't know, go back and watch episodes two and three about our story, because then it'll fill in the gaps. I don't have time to retell it right here, but very much of our story struggles with um, sexual identity, uh, same-sex attraction is a part of our story. And so we have sexual, I mean, in, in sexual addiction, sexual, sexual addiction, abuse, yeah, like there's a lot of, abuse. there's a lot of that in our story. Right. And so when we went through that in 2018, our boys were four, no, no, three and one, right? Mm-hmm. Three and one. Yeah. And I got many questions as we went through kind of those first formative few years mm-hmm. of our own healing. How are you going to talk to your kids about this? And you know what? Our experience has opened our eyes to the need to have hard conversations and step into these hard places, not too early, but with the right lens and the right approach. And um, it can be hard to know when's the right time to talk, have these talks with our kids. And so um, I do want to preface this by saying like, what's right for us is not necessarily, we're going to speak from our own experience and why we've chosen what we've chosen. Right. Um, that might not be your story and that's okay. Uh, but it's ours and no one else can change our experience, but we believe what we believe because of the gospel. And a lot of our choices that we are making to shepherd our kids come from how did Jesus handle these situations in the Bible? Yeah. And so we want you just to know that from the forefront Um, and I think it's just important yeah. to preface that with, yeah. cause we, we do maybe do some things a little bit unconventionally. Yeah. I think we just, well, I think we've just decided. But so Jesus was unconventional. <laughs> so there. But you know, we, when it comes to decisions, so, so what we, what we've kind of seen, the conversations we've been seeing happen, uh, is very, very much again, two sides. Um, we see kind of people going one way, which is, I disagree with what Disney supports, what they're doing, their beliefs, their values. And so I am done with Disney. I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm done. Um, people have come to that conclusion, decided that, um, I, you know, I've seen things that people Disney's like from the devil and- sharing things on their social media, like canceling my Disney plus, or this is gone or, you know, things like that. Right. So that's mm-hmm. one side that we've seen kind of pop up. That's very prominent. Primarily it's very prominent in like the Christian conservative mm-hmm. culture, um, church world. And then you have the other, other side, which I wish there weren't sides, but you have the other side that's kind of formed, which is I'm in full support of Disney and their beliefs and their values and what they're doing. And I think it's great and inclusive and all of you who, you know, very that's much all of you who more. don't, yeah. And all of you who don't agree, you're closed-minded, mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're sexist, you're racist, you're a bigot. Like we've just kind of seen both of those. Right. Um, and for us, 
we, we very much don't, we live a lot of our life in the gray. Um, I feel like there's, we have certain black and whites, but there's a lot of gray space in our life because of our own experiences and, and what, um, what God's taught us over the last several years. And in this area, we find ourselves very much in that gray space. Um, I would say, because <laughs> we, we, we started asking ourselves the questions of, okay, like, again, this decision, if we're viewing it through the, the lens of the gospel, like what, what do we feel like God is leading us to decide in this situation? How is he calling us to act as parents? How is he calling mm -hmm. but above parenthood guys, above our identity as parents, we're first and foremost called us to be followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And through that, we will steward our role as parents. Well, we will steward our role as people in this world. Well, but we have to start with that first form of identity, right? Your primary identity isn't a parent. Your primary identity as a follower of Jesus, if that's if that's your reality, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you've chosen. So your parenting is born out of that, not the other way around. Um, and we kind of came up with like these, I guess, three different three different ideas uh, that we always like to have, like some tangible, you know, like bullet points to stick to. Well, she really, she really likes bullet points, so we do the bullet points because it keeps us on track. It does. Um, I think it does. It does. It totally does. But three things that we we kind of ideas that were boiled down to because for us we've decided, you know, like I'll just say now. We, we don't feel that conviction that we need to just like cancel Disney altogether and be but like, for those who are wondering where <laughs> what are their stand? values, um, we just, and hopefully you won't be like, well, I'm turning this off, but well, if you do, that's fine. <laughs> here's, I want to root this in scripture because we feel like it's very rooted in scripture and we do want to make a main point today. And that is that Jesus lived out of conviction and not fear. And so we're going to unpack that, what that means. But really, I mean, those of y'all who are wondering, like, where is this rooted in the gospel, this decision that you're making? And it's rooted in 2 Timothy 1.7. And that verse, many of you guys know it, maybe you don't know the moniker for it, but for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading this verse again when the pandemic started, because mm -hmm. in that in that time of 2020, you had to make a decision, right? Y'all remember it. Like well, We all felt like we had to make we a decision. We all felt like we had to make a decision. Reality right? was like, we probably didn't need to. How but. afraid were we of this? And there were so many times where fear would start to grip my heart. And I would start to make decisions based on fear. Not going out with people, not doing certain things. And I remembered this verse. We are not given a spirit of fear or timidity. Oh, but I love the amplified version. I didn't even read the amplified version for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. That's the amplified version. Yeah. I love the amplified version because it's amplified, right? But the reason I love that is because I think sometimes we forget, like we know, oh, I've not been given a spirit of fear. Fear doesn't exist. Well, I don't think that that's true. No, but there's right? a difference between fear, having fear and living in a spirit of fear. That's, those are two different things. Right. Like, like letting fear fears make and, yeah. decisions for you. That's and, living in a spirit of fear. Right, exactly. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. Like when I saw the news articles about Disney and I'm seeing some of the things coming out of Disney, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. And that can be, I think there's a difference too between like being cautious and being fearful. Like cautious is kind of like, I see something that potentially for 
for my values, my beliefs could be yeah. a threat. And so I'm, I'm proceeding with caution as opposed to fear is often a knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. And it's often fear is meant to be held for like life-threatening situations. And, and sometimes it creeps in and we have these knee-jerk reactions without taking the time to pause and allowing ourselves space to think through what is causing the fear in us. And I think the same thing, like Jay talked about a couple of years ago with COVID, I, you know, we're not saying that everyone who decided to do one thing or another was living out of fear because we ultimately, what we cared about was like, we just want people to make decisions based on conviction yeah. and some convictions, guess what? They're going to be different. So like you might have a conviction that's led by truth that leads you to make a certain choice that is different than a choice that I make. And we can both be right. Yes. So some of you canceling Disney, you may have actually gone into that very thoughtfully asking the Lord to lead you and for your family and for your children, the conviction he may have given you is you need to, you need to remove it from your home. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that you get to then judge the person who doesn't and vice versa, because they don't, because you don't know God leads people with different convictions. I think our, our mm-hmm. pastor, Bill, he talked about this a couple weeks ago when it came to things like that are non-essentials, like yeah. drinking or, uh, you know, eating certain foods or whatever, you know, he's talking through the, through the lens of scripture. And he's like, there are certain things that are just choices that the spirit's going to convict your heart yeah. for you and for your family for a reason. Yep. And it can be right. And the other person's choice can also be right for them, for them. And neither of you are wrong. It is mm-hmm. simply that you've been led to different convictions. And we're not called to judge each other for our convictions. We're called to love one another and to walk in truth. Now, where does truth play into that? Because I think that some of you, like the question that I'm coming up, like as I'm devil's advocate listener on here, of like trying to pick apart mm-hmm. what we're saying is what, but God stands for truth and Jesus stands for truth. And he would feel a certain, well, <laughs> Jesus stands for love. And he stands for people. And I think it's really important to remember that. Like, yeah, Jesus loves the LGBTQ, whatever letters are next. Jesus loves them. You have to let that sink in. Like Jesus loves every person, whether you agree with their values or not. Right. Because he cares about their heart and because, because so much of some of those choices are made out of a twisting of truth for that person, right? Like we are all, and we've talked about this. We are all broken and fall short of the glory of God it says that in Romans. And I think sometimes we forget that all means all right. Yeah. Like every single person is not perfect and falls short of the glory that God had originally designed for us. Mm-hmm. And so we want to just encourage you to keep that mindset as you listen to us today, as we kind of go through the scripture of, cause we're going to kind of get into, you know, in what ways did Jesus live in conviction instead of fear and how, um, but I feel like it's so important to know that like Jesus loved people. Yeah. And that was one of the, the first, you know, he wasn't there to tell everybody that they were wrong. Right. In fact, some of the people that he was most harsh with were the Pharisees. And the, the teachers of the law and the people who thought they knew and were trying to enforce certain biblical law or, and putting the law above people in a lot of certain ways. Yep. So when we think about how we, how do we, 
how do we walk this out like Jesus would? These are the things that come to mind for us when we look at his life, how he really, because really the bigger picture of this guy is like Disney aside, the bigger picture is how are we engaging with the world? How are yes. we engaging with not just like, and I don't mean politics, I don't mean culture. How are we engaging with people? Because behind politics, behind culture, behind sexuality, behind all these different things, they are human beings. Like we're all people. That puts us, we are all in an even playing field. I don't care where you're from, what you've done, who you who you love, like what, it does not matter. We are all people that deserve to be seen, that deserve to be loved. And Jesus, that's that's biblical truth. You want to talk about truth, that is biblical truth. And so how did he walk that out? And one of the first things that we see is that Jesus went where no one else wanted to go. He went into the spaces yeah. that no one else wanted to be in. He went into the places where he shouldn't have been culturally, religiously, uh, he, as, as, uh, as a man, like all of these things, he should not have been in the places that he went, but those are the exact places that he sought out. He went, he took roads that led him specifically to those places because he tried through that. He's trying to make a point to us. I think yeah. everything Jesus did in his no, life was to try good. and teach us something. And so one of the things that we, um, one of the verses that we looked at, um, was what, let me pull up here. What, well, I mean, on we that, that, on that vein, yeah. I would say one of the biggest ways that you see this in the gospels is when Jesus declares that he is the son of God to the first person. And that person is a woman, a Samaritan. And she is a Samaritan. And for those of you who do and not, she's, well, Oh, go ahead. Well, and she's, she's, and she's an adulterer. She's kind of, yeah, she's a, a she's kind of like sleeping around. She is, she is sleeping <laughs> and, yeah. and doing some things. Yeah. And so I think that this is really important to note in the story of Jesus, because Jesus did not choose someone who performed or someone who or believed holy, what he did or believed what he did. He chose a broken woman who needed him yeah, and told him about who he told, told her, her about who, about he, was, who yeah. he was. See, pregnancy <laughs> gets me all the time. But he also, you know, with his disciples that he had at the time, I love this. And if you guys have not seen this episode of the chosen, go watch it. Like it is an experience yeah. to be able to see in picture form, the stories of the Bible. Um, and it's very accurately told in yeah. my opinion, which I love. Not everything is mm -hmm. easy on TV. And so I love that Jesus did this because he broke culture here. Like you were not supposed to talk to women. He was at the well at 12 o'clock. Well, he's not supposed to talk to a Samaritan, right. to a woman. He, to... he went to Samaria, which wasn't that like, it was the quicker path, technically speaking. But like, no, Jews didn't go through Samaria because- They would, yeah, they would travel around because the, the Samaritan people were, were unclean. unclean yeah. Right? And, and that, gosh, that just, if that doesn't fire you up right now, I hope that it does. Because- how many times have we all thought of someone as unclean because they do not feel the same way we do about certain things? Like, well, you know what? I hate to say shame on us, but like shame on us a little bit. Yeah. We, we need to be better about this as a world. I find myself going through this as well. Diversity can be hard to step into. Having hard conversations with our kids can be hard to step into. Yeah but we still need to go to Samaria. We still need to take those steps into the uncomfortable places Yeah. because you never know what appointments are going to be on the other side of stepping into that place yep. of asking, like maybe instead of judging the gay person that shows up to church, you ask them a question about who they are and their story and find
find out more about them, what they like, what they don't like. Y'all, like I, I feel so passionate about this topic because I think we're not approaching this right. Like we are called to love. And so that person that you see that is different than you and maybe has different values than you, instead of judging them, why don't you sit down and have a conversation with them? Mm-hmm. Seek to understand yeah. where they're coming from. And you know what? That We're going to talk about this a little bit later, but that connection is going to bring about so much more than what you could tell them about how wrong their lifestyle is. Yeah, I'm just saying it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I see that with... You stop me, Andrew. <laughs> no, I see that sorry, with this, sorry, y'all. this topic too, because a lot of people are um, on the Disney topic. A lot of people are canceling that because they don't agree with the, uh, they think there's, there's ulterior motives with when it comes to things of sexuality and gender and all these different things and i just think like the first person that jesus told himself about was a sexually promiscuous woman she was sleeping around she she wasn't even married to the guy she was with she had multiple husbands like Mm -hmm. she was that that was her lifestyle it's what she was all she knew and he did not care that they did not see eye to eye on that he didn't he wanted her to see that everyone else judges you but i don't i don't cast judgment on you. I want you to know first and foremost that I love you and that your value is in who I say you are, not the things that you've done or who the world wants to tell you you are. And so Jesus, first and foremost, he went to the places that the rest of his people, the rest of the church at the time would not go because he knew in those places were the people who needed to see and hear that they were loved, that they were seen, that they were known. All of all other factors aside, just because of the fact that he he made them. Mm. So that was his first and foremost. And that brings us to, you know, really we are called to be people, not oh, I'm gonna mess this up. Say it again. Not people of the world. Yes. But in the world. Yep. Right. And so we wanted to read you just the amplified verse. Do you want to read it? Yeah. I like your reading voice. I like Josh's reading voice. Very you like voice. Josh's reading voice. Um No, we were looking up this, we were looking up this scripture and and it's John 17, 14 through 19. And it says, I have given to them your word. So this is Jesus talking to God. Um, He says, I've given to them your word, the message you gave me and the world has hated them because they are not of the world and do not belong to the world. Mm. Just as I am not of the world and do not belong to it. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world sanctify them in the truth set them apart for your purposes make them holy your word is truth just as you commissioned and sent me into the world i also have commissioned and sent them into the world for their sake i sanctify myself to do your will so that they also may be sanctified set apart dedicated made holy in your truth there's so much there so much and we can can spend a whole episode on that or on that on that just portion of scripture but i think what's most important for us to know is that one, we were not called out of the world. So like when we choose to follow Jesus, we don't just disappear. Go up to heaven. It's not because we're on mission. We're done. Our life is a mission here. Yeah. And our mission is people. Mm. So that's number one. Two, Jesus doesn't say, uh, where is it? I want to see, I want to read the specific part. Um, he says, it. I ask that you keep them and protect them from 
everyone who disagrees with them. Keep them and protect them from everyone has different values than them. Protect them from, I'm doing a classic pastor thing here, right? Um, <laughs> no, he says from the evil one. Hmm. People are not our enemy. We have a bigger enemy at work in the world and it is not the people that we can see. And don't, I want to, I want to like carefully preface that with like, I do think some people have evil agendas Mm-hmm. I'm with you in that. Like, we're not saying like pull up your blinders and just be like, love everyone love and everyone, everyone has no good intentions. They, no, I do think that there are some people that are being influenced by the enemy. So I just want to like make sure yeah. that that's like, we believe that wholeheartedly. We are in the middle of spiritual warfare. So right. this is where I think that it is really important to make sure you're following the next yeah. part, which said your word is truth, right. right? Are you seeing this through the lens of the gospel? Are you seeing this through the lens of God's word? But even in the midst, and I agree with that hundred percent. And I'd say though, even in the midst of that people, people who are carrying out evil agendas, many times they don't know that I, Just, I think they yes. don't know that they're doing that. Yes. I think they're influenced and they don't know. So are you praying for the people who you disagree with? to know the love of Jesus? Mm. Or are you praying for your agendas to be fulfilled? Yeah. Because if your agendas are superseding the hearts of others, if my agendas are superseding the hearts of others, we're doing it wrong. We are not being like Jesus in that. We are, we are prioritizing our safety. We're prioritizing our beliefs. They might be good things. They might be true things. Mm-hmm. But the truth that Jesus wants to win the hearts of others, that Jesus wants every person to know that he loves them and for them to be in relationship with him, that supersedes any priority you could ever have, including your own comfort. And so I think it's, it's so important for us to remember that we are looking into the eyes of another human being that God has made and that they are standing for what they truly believe is right, born out of their experiences, born out of a life that they've lived that that we may not understand that Mm -hmm. we probably aren't seeking to understand and that our first approach, if we really, if our heart's intent is that these, that that every person comes to know the love of Jesus then our first approach should always be getting to know the other person, creating a safe space for the other person, loving the other person while also holding our beliefs and our values. It is both. And it is not all let, because that's where we can start to let go of what is true and let go of, of what what God's word says for the sake of people, mm-hmm. but that's also not being on mission. Mm-hmm. Being on mission is holding the tension of I believe, think, and feel differently than you do, and I love you, and this is a safe space for us to be in relationship. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Jesus did. He didn't sacrifice his beliefs or truth, but he also did not isolate from others, and he did not ostracize others from his community. His community welcomed everybody in. Yeah, I love that because. He really did. Jesus lived in the gray. And as much as you don't, like he lived in the gray, but not in the way that maybe some of you are thinking right now. Like his gray is on a whole nother playing field Mm -hmm. from what actually is gray in your mind. And I love that he did that because he was, he was set apart. He was the blameless lamb. He never did anything wrong. Yet he was in the middle of all of these circumstances that no one was willing to put themselves in. So we talked about he was willing to go to locations that some other people Mm -hmm. wouldn't go, right? So I think that you can apply that to the marketplace of the world right now. I'm not saying like, 
surround yourself with unhealthy people. What I'm saying is it, it is okay to go out in the world and be with people there. If you are rooted and structured in what God is saying to you, if you have a solid, I think that we have to be connected to the word in order to go out and make disciples of disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about location, getting outside of our comfort zone yeah. in that. And then we talked about how important it is to go to the people, you know, like yeah. it, it, this is a people thing. Jesus calls us at the end of John 17. I think it's verse probably verse 18 or 19. Just as you commissioned and sent me into the world, I also have commissioned and sent them believers into the world. We have been sent to be bright lights, to salt and light the earth. Yeah. People need you to show up in culture. And I think too, right. We, we, we look at scripture and it talks about um, that you hide, you hide that light and no one sees it. Right. So in asking yourself in removing myself from these cultural areas, Am I hiding the light of Jesus for my own safety mm-hmm. under the guise of I'm protecting my family? Yeah, because the the, the safety of your family, one uh, will never the safety of your family will never exist without if we're doing this right, will never exist without sharing with without being a light for Jesus. You can't have Jesus would not require you to inhibit the gospel in order to keep your family safe. Mm-hmm. He's going to keep your children safe. He's going to lead you to keep your children safe. And he's going to allow you to be a light in dark spaces. And he's going to allow you to love people who think, feel, and believe differently than you do. Mm -hmm. Because when Jesus came on the scene, everyone thought, felt, and believed differently than he did. Religious or not, everyone. His own disciples that were closest to him thought differently about certain things that like, he did till the day he died. And even after that, they still did not get it because we're all humans. We can't, we can't fully comprehend or understand, but mm-hmm. he, Jesus, Jesus was far more harsh on people that were followers of him and people that, that uh, claimed to believe truth mm-hmm. than he was on people who didn't yep. because he knew, and this is kind of our, our third, this is just right into our third right point. Into our right into our third point. point was that Jesus always led with love and connection. He led with love and connection. And we see this in every single interaction, every circumstance, every, every time that he spoke to someone who he knew did not believe or, or subscribe to the message that he was bringing, his first thing was never to judge. It was never to try to superimpose those beliefs on them. Yep. It was to saturate them with first the truth of his love because yeah. His, his love, and I think sometimes we think love and truth are different. Like there's the truth and there's, you know, we can't live just in truth, but we can't just live in love. Guys, truth is love. Love is truth. They are synonymous and we have separated them, but they are much bigger than we can understand. And we have yep. to, he knew that the way to create safety, the way to, to soften the hearts of others was to lead with love, to lead with connection and allow that space to become a place where they felt seen. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, even if we go back to everything going on with Disney on this topic, you realize there's an entire people group that for years has not felt seen, especially mm. by the church. The LGBTQ community continues to not feel seen in their entirety by the church. And I'm not saying it's all like, oh my gosh, the church is evil and we're so horrible. I'm just saying, you have to understand that at, imagine if you grew up, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Imagine if you grew up as somebody who is straight 
and which mm-hmm. probably a lot of you are. Um, but you grew up and imagine in every movie you've seen, every ad that you've seen, every representation of family, all these different things, you never saw someone like you. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to put right or wrong or anything. I'm just asking you to try and just for a moment, live out that experience in your head and understand why an entire group is advocating so hard for something. It's because it's an entire people group that wants to be seen. Mm-hmm. And, and they believe that that is, they believe that that's, that is the best way for them to be seen. Mm-hmm. And the reality is if we just retreat as far as Jesus and go, well, I just disagree with that. And I can't, I can't partake in that. I can't support that. Mm-hmm. You are, you are essentially saying to an entire people group, because you want to be seen, I don't want to see you. Mm-hmm. And that's just not, I just don't, I can't believe in my spirit that that is what Jesus would do. And that's, again, I can't claim what Jesus would do. I just, I can't believe my spirit that that's what he would lead me to do because he went to the places and saw the people right where they were as, as the entirety of their, and he called out everything in them. He called out every part of them. He saw their heart. He saw their passions. He, he saw, saw their why gifts. They were doing he saw their strengths. Things. Yeah. They, he saw why they were doing the things that they were doing. And I think that's something else that's really important to like, we just want to say this from our unique perspective. You don't know how someone got to the place that they're at. You don't know their experiences <clears throat> unless you ask questions. No. And so you know, like we get this question very often, you know, why are you guys still together? Josh should follow his heart. I'm not going to go into like why that infuriates me sometimes, <laughs> but it can infuriate me. Yeah. Um, because our story and what happened with the same sex attraction part of our story was because of fissures that happened, fallen things that happened in our lives because of addiction, because of sexual brokenness that led Josh to a point. Right. Well, and I think ultimately too, what it came down to was, again, I, there is a desire for us to be seen in our entirety yeah, and to be told that we're safe and to be told that we're seen and known. And that that's not met with a well, you just need to change this about yourself, or you just need to, um, if you just did more of this, or if you did more of that, then this, this part of your life would look more presentable, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a desire in all of us to be seen and to be known. Mm -hmm. And so in that space, what we have found is in being seen and being known in the context of our relationship, and in the context of just, you know, um, the people around us, the belonging is found in being seen and known right where we're at and in being loved right where we're at. Yes. Not with the exception of, I love you with the expectation that I can change you. Mm. It's I love you period. Because That's our good. only job. That's our, our, our job is to love, to, to speak truth. Yes. But again, truth is love and love is truth, right? They are one and the same, but our job is to love, to be Jesus in the lives of other people to, to embody the gospel and everything that we do to live it out in our own lives, mm-hmm. to be genuine and authentic with our lives and how Jesus is working in us. Let, let God handle all the rest and stop trying to play God in the world. Stop trying to play God in politics. Again, read between lines. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying <laughs> stop having beliefs or values. We have very strong beliefs. We vote based off those beliefs because we do feel convicted to do that. 
but I don't lead my relationships with my political beliefs. I don't lead my relationships with expecting people to assimilate to my beliefs and values. I lead with you're another person and I love you. And I want to create, continue to create spaces where you can be seen and loved. I can be seen and loved. And I think Jesus meets us in that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think love and connection is what's missing from a lot of this puzzle piece. Right. Like, and, and I want to, I want to shift focuses a little bit from maybe like the individual standpoint to more of like a parenting standpoint, because when we think about this, this issue, like how I want to protect and guard my kids' hearts and I want (coughs) to, excuse me, y'all still recovering from my (coughs) coughing fit and all the things, you know, I, I also am with you parent. Like if you feel torn by this and like, should I keep Disney plus or not? Mm -hmm. You know, I would just ask you the question, like if you're not having these conversations with your kids, who will? And reality is yes, that is, (laughs) I'm just letting, I realized I jumped in real quick, but that is, that's okay. Let that sink in. If you're not what she just said, if you're not having these conversations with your kid, who who will? And I think, you know, for, for us, we have chosen in our home, especially when it comes to, um, topics around sexuality and topics that are maybe like, were a lot harder for us, maybe not talked about so much in the church. We grew up a lot in the heat of the purity movement, right? You don't have sex until you're married. Purity rings, baby. (laughs) Purity rings. (laughs) Um, and honestly that messed us up quite a bit. Uh, there's so, there are pieces of unhealth on the white side and the black side of things. That's why we say living in the gray is really where Jesus did live because he didn't live to the white or black society that has been created in culture. And he brought truth into that space. Like it's not that he was just wishy-washy. It's that again, he lived in the in-between and he brought truth into that place. But it was like almost another, like it wasn't even a color. It's like a different level that's holy, right? And so when I think about our parenting styles and what Mm -hmm. we're going to, you know, what we're stepping into with our kids, we have very real discussions with our children, Yeah. right? We have right now, as we're doing this podcast, I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old boy. And I will tell y'all, like we have done a a reel about this, if you didn't know, (laughs) but your sons and daughters are exposed to pornography by the age of six. Average, yeah. Average age of six. Yep. That is one, terrifying for a parent. Two, it's reality. It it, is reality of the age that we live in. And I'm just going to say, I'm not like trying to condemn y'all. I just say we need to wake up and get in the game. Like- this is our game as parents to be able to get into and not shelter our kids, but know what is, what is a healthy thing to step into and what is not a healthy thing to step into. So I'm just going to share a couple of the things that Josh and I have chosen to do for our family. This may or may not be right for you, but like really quick, just before you dive into those, I just want to say again, these decisions for us, we have, made them over time. You did just drink my coffee. I didn't even notice, (laughs) but they've been calculated decisions made out of conviction. Mm -hmm. We're not making these because we're afraid. We've made these decisions because we are convicted 
on how we're supposed to lead as parents to train our children and how we're supposed to raise our kids up. Exactly. So everything that we are doing, we're doing our best. We don't do it perfectly at all, Mm -hmm. but we're doing our best to say, God, what do you want us to do for our kids? How do we lead our kids in truth? How do we raise our kids up in truth? Because how we do it might be different than someone else, how someone else does it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, practical things that we've done with technology in our house is we do not have any iPads for our kids. Now, the reason for that is because we did have iPads at one point and we saw what many of you probably have seen, which is games that have ads and those ads, I'm not trying to instill fear in you or anything, but there are pornography in those ads. In fact, I sat next to my son who was playing Angry Birds once and it had ads and this very inappropriate ad came up out of nowhere. Literally, I'd never seen it before. It was the one ad I've ever seen that looked like that. And it was very inappropriate in my heart. I was like, Ooh, Mm. I don't like that. Like, and you're going to, that's conviction, right? That's not fear. That's convict. Like, Ooh, I don't know if my, my kids should be taking that in. Yeah. Right. And, and many of you have probably seen those things too, in different movies that you watch. And there are certain movies that I used to watch as a kid. And my mom reminded me of this recently that movies used to be like, they used to be edited for TV. Remember that? Oh yeah. I used to cut stuff out. They yeah. cut stuff out. Yeah. So when you would watch the actual movie, if you actually had the actual movie and you didn't watch it on TV, you would see all of this extra stuff right. that wasn't originally in it. So much was censored for us. Our kids live in an age where the internet is alive and well And so much is not censored Mm -hmm. for them. And so I want, so that's a decision that we made personally for us. We got the kids switches and they don't know how to turn the internet on. No, we have a disabled. And they can still play games and participate in life like that. But it's in what we feel like is a safe way for their hearts to grow up in and a safe way for them to be able to interact with other kids. Yeah. So that's like one of the examples. Yeah. I think the other thing too, is that we have chosen in our home that we, we, we don't entirely shelter our kids from, uh, from values or beliefs or ways of living that don't align with what we've chosen. Hmm. So for example, the other day we were watching a TV show that we'd been watching with our kids Say it what was, it is. Well, it's, it's good, called, yeah, it's called Is It Cake? It's where they, you know, it's on Netflix. Make cakes that look like real things. But we're, the boys love it because they think it's so fun to watch. And we love it. Watch these people it was bake. A fast, it's a fascinating show. You know, they say hell sometimes, whatever. I'm like, I'm not, okay, our kids are hearing far worse things at school. Um, <laughs> but we were watching and there was, there was, I almost said a character, but there was a person, it's actual a TV character. show. It's not a character because it's not a show. Um, but there was a guy on the show and he was talking about his husband and Landon. This was the first time we'd had this interaction and Landon goes, wait, he said his husband. And I said, yeah, buddy, some people, some men, mommy and daddy are married, right? And we Mm -hmm. believe that men and women bring different strengths and that God designed us to work together as a, as a team. I said, some people, some men marry other men and some women marry other women. And we, this is, here's what we, but there, everyone deserves to be loved and everyone is everyone. God made every person. And it was a very short conversation. I don't even know if we got into the everything, everyone deserved to be loved. We just said, well, I said that to him, but, um, but even in that, right. In that short moment, I didn't look back and go, shoot, we shouldn't have watched that. I thought what a great opportunity for him to ask a question in our home Mm -hmm. where he felt safe and he could be curious about what he was seeing and hearing and understanding Mm -hmm. rather than, 
oh my gosh, and frantically freak out and turn the TV off because there was a time uh, when I would have done that, uh, uh, uh. but freak out and turn the TV off and try to skirt yeah. the conversation because what does that teach him? It teaches him that that's not safe, that we that that's there's something you know something unsafe and that he can't ask questions and that he's gonna guys they're your kids that aren't gonna be watching Disney anymore. I just want you to know all their friends are gonna be watching Disney, not all of them, but a lot of them. And if they're going to school and their friends are talking about this show or that show or this character or that character, are your kids going to feel safe? Like, are your kids going to feel safe to come home and ask questions? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if you aren't, if your home is not the safest space for your kids, if my home is not the space, safest space for, for our kids to ask questions about big things, what, how what, are we, what how are we, are we how, like, how are we disciple our kids? Yeah. Now, you guys disciple means to teach. Yeah. If we, if our goal as parents who love Jesus is to disciple our kids and raise them up in the way that they should go, we need to take every teaching opportunity that we get. And sometimes these cultural environments and these cultural areas that we are running from are actually some of the best places for us Mm -hmm. to teach the gospel to our children Mm -hmm. and to teach our kids how to hold truth in one hand. And at the same time, in that same hand, hold love and compassion for everyone around them. They will not learn that in a bubble. Mm-hmm. They will not learn that in a bubble. Jesus did not live in a bubble. We cannot raise our kids in this isolated world where everyone thinks what they think, everyone believes what they believe, and they never hear anything to the contrary because you can't control the environment of your kids. Mm-hmm. And at some point they're outside of your home and out what they do out there will be a direct reflection. And I'm not, this is not like condemning parents because you can do all the right things and your kids will make whatever choices, but your, your child will go into that world either equipped to love and serve and be a light for Jesus, or they will go into that world unaware, yeah. isolated, and quite frankly, scared of what they encounter because and they have cur- not curious, right? I and, think they'll be curious. Well, they'll have all the questions they never had to ask. So mm-hmm. we could go on this a whole other podcast. Yeah. We're not going to go on all that, but bringing things just back around to when it comes to the culture that we're in and truly choosing to, to cancel the cancel culture, it's remembering that Jesus went to the places that no one else went to. Jesus went to the people that no one else went to mm-hmm. and that Jesus always led with love, love and connection, connection in everything that he did. And if that's what he did, we believe that's what we should do too. And we believe that he did that out of conviction and not fear. Mm-hmm. And so biggest thing that we want to encourage you listeners as we're wrapping this up is ask yourself some questions, yeah. you know, about some of the decisions that you are making in your home and in your parenting and about hard topics. And I'll just say from my own perspective, um, this has not been an easy road to step into by any means. There's been a lot of therapy that we have done individually on um, things that make us uncomfortable, topics that make us uncomfortable. And they make us uncomfortable because of our upbringing, because of our past. And so there's a lot more that we could unpack there. But I think it's fair to ask ourselves the question, you know, why do I want to cancel Disney entirely, you know, and never go to Disneyland and not, you know, not watch Disney plus. And like, am I going to have that same conviction with all of Mm. these other things that have the same amount of, you know, like, yeah. And and are those decisions equipping me and my family to best love others and be a light for Jesus? Yes. Are those decisions or are they inhibiting that ability? And only you have to, again, different convictions. Mm-hmm. There is no, there is no right or wrong here. 
what's wrong is if you're making decisions out of fear and not out of what the spirit's leading you to do Mm -hmm. this, whatever the spirit leads you to do is the right decision. And that will probably be different for all of us. So don't think or judge that one person's decision means that they are not listening to what God's telling them, but you can only decide, are you doing what God is leading you to do? Yep. And that's your spirit is going to convict you of that. So we hope that this has been helpful to you. If it has, please let us know in the comments, rate and review, subscribe. We've said that already, or feel free to just direct message us. Or if if you like have questions or you disagree, we are like, that's the thing we don't, we don't shy away from disagreement. We've had plenty of that oh, in the I'm last, sure this podcast will but just disagree with us. Now caveat, we will not tolerate just like people being angry for the sake of being angry. Mm-hmm. But if you differ in this dialogue with us about it, that the whole point of this is to create dialogue and to open up a space where, you know what, you might disagree and that's totally okay. We can still love each other and have a conversation, yep. novel idea. So there you go. Just that little plug, but we do love you guys. We hope that this created that space for you and um, we're excited to be back with you guys again next week. Um, we won't tell with you the new guest. We won't tell you why yet, but uh, we have another guest with us next week that we're super excited for. So, with that, thank you guys so much for being really being a part of the Restore Living podcast. This is here because of you, um, and it's here for you. And so, we just pray that it blesses you. And as always, let's go live today restored. Bye, Bye guys. Now.